gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Chris Hood. He's an author and strategist. We're going to be focusing on customer transformation because there's so much involved. You know, when, when we're talking about bringing customers along on this like journey, you know, like we want to make them into customers. They don't start out that way. So, you know, there's a lot. And Chris, it's great to have you on. Tell us a bit about, you know, yourself and what you do. Well, I thank you. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah. So um, my name is Chris Hood. I'm an author and strategist. Previously worked for Google as head of digital strategy for business and spent a lot of time focused on this area that we're going to cover today. And I just wrote a book called Customer Transformation, which we're going to get into. And I spent a lot of time working directly with companies on developing customer centric cultures and marketing strategies and business strategies, digital strategies all around how do you connect better with your customer to generate business value. And so again, glad to be here and talk about it. Well, it's great to have you. You know, that's uh, interesting. So you worked for Google for a while um, and we're gonna be talking about customer, you know, transformation and the journeys and stuff that they go on. And, you know, Google is all about like, you know, we think of search results and we think of, you know, websites that they show, you know, have show up and kind of what uh, the algorithm prioritizes. And it is about, you know, like the user experience, which is, you know, part of that transformation, part of that, you know, that journey for them, right? Yeah, well, that that experience, the customer experience you're talking about, is really only one portion of the overall journey and the overall mm -hmm. customer transformation framework. But if you think about it, the starting point is we usually go to Google as a search engine or even mm -hmm. any search engine of your choice, and we have a problem. We have a question, and we want to answer that question, like who won the World Series in 2021, right? Or where is the local restaurant or how do I find whatever it is? We are typically asking questions and Google is returning those questions as search results to get us to the information faster. Mm -hmm. And if we think about business and the problems that we are trying to solve for consumers, that's, that's the starting point is what is their goal? What is their questions? What is the problem that we as a business is trying to solve for them? And I think too often, a lot of businesses forget that notion. But uh, you're absolutely right. That yeah. is the starting point for a lot of customer experiences. Mm. Uh, you make the point that they forget, you know, like sort of the purpose. And, you know, I think that is very like spot on because, you know, businesses often forget, you know, like who they're in business to serve, you know, everybody has customers or we wouldn't be in business, but you, you often like kind of lose yourself. You know, we do a lot of branding, for example, um, and a lot of logo design. And when we do it, we end up working with um, business owners and they're all about what do I like? 
you know, whereas they should be about what would your, you know, your potential customer like, you know, you're trying to, you know, that's who you're putting in. It doesn't really matter what you like. Yeah. But what your customer, what will resonate with them is what you should be focused on. Yeah. And that's, they fail to do that all the time. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned logos and branding, because I would argue that most entrepreneurs, their starting point is something around, I've got an idea, that's fine. And then they automatically jump to, okay, what's my logo going to look like? Mm -hmm. And there's so many other things that you should be focused on before you get to the logo. Like the logo really is the least of your problems. Start with a mission statement. What's your mission? Now, if you were to define what that mission and purpose of your organization is from a consumer point of view first, Mm -hmm. That will give you a foundation then potentially for what your brand and logo is going to look like. Without that, it is. You're absolutely right. The (laughs) same principles are applying. You're you're using your own bias for what do I like? What do I think I want? What are the colors I like? What are the colors that I want? Whatever it is, what is the products and services that I want You've got to remove that I from the equation and start thinking about what do they want? What is it mm-hmm. that they want to get from me? And how do I serve them with my business, with my brand, with my storytelling, with my marketing? And if you can accomplish that first, then you all of the other stuff will fall into place. Yeah, it, they often forget too that you know a logo is not a brand. There's so much more that goes into it. That is just one element. Yeah. That is a visual element for it. And you know all of these things play into you know how you are perceived. Like I say, because if we're talking, you know, for customers, all aspects of your business, you know, become part of that that journey and the transformation because the let's go into like transformation do me a favor and define it for the audience well i mean transformation across the board can be for anything we could have personal transformation there's the old cliche called digital transformation we can have transformation in work transformation in our lives transformation is really overly simplified i want to go from point a to point b and how do mm-hmm. I get there? The process in between going from point A to point B is transformation. You know, we can overly simplify yeah. it in terms of nature. A butterfly <laughs> goes into cocoon, comes out as a butterfly. That's the transformation process. What you do in between that A to B, that process, and what your starting point is and what your ending point is can be defined by any types of transformations that you're going through. Yeah. So now if we put it in the terms of marketing, because we're tra- marketing is being used to transform and the, and the transformation would be the, you know, the end point being that they are a customer, hopefully a happy one, you know, like, yeah, so you could end up there, but they didn't start that way. So how can, mar- how does marketing, you know, play the role in going from one end to the other? Yeah, because a lot of companies they end up in business, but they don't really take advantage of the marketing. You know, they because and and marketing comes in many forms. They don't, you know, everybody thinks of it as mostly advertising, but it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, marketing is one of these buckets that you say, uh, you know, anything that's customer facing goes to marketing. Mm -hmm. So, advertising, branding, as you suggested, uh, you know promotions, any type of events, like there are any number of different types of marketing, content marketing, brand marketing, Mm -hmm. 
on and on and on. But like, what is the purpose of marketing? You know, mostly it's to build awareness. Mostly it's to build a message and ensure that people are discovering you and are interested in you. And then that goes into sales and some other areas. When we think about transformation, if we think about it solely from a marketing perspective, I also think that we're missing the majority of the purpose of transformation for a business in the first place. I'll okay. come back to that. But if we just think about marketing from how do I reach more consumers, you have to consider where the company is, where the brand is, where's the messaging, where's the storytelling, where's the advertising, and no different. Uh, you're at point A and you want to get to point B. You can fill that in with any number of things. You can build some KPIs, some goals, some metrics, some analytics. Mm -hmm. If you say, hey, you know, we only have 100 people coming to our website and we want to get it to 1,000 people. How are we going to accomplish that? Well, you could argue, well, that's your basic marketing strategy. Or yeah. you might need to transform more of your processes and procedures to get to a point where you can deliver what is needed to get you from 100 viewers of your website to 1,000 viewers of your website, right? But in the broader sense, when we talk about customer transformation, which is what I wrote my book on, what we're actually establishing is that marketing is only one small piece of recognizing how do we reach and understand a customer. And again, I think a lot of people within an organization thinks, well, who is our customer? What's the yeah. demographic? What's the persona of our customer? They're automatically going to assume, well, that's a marketing function or that's a, that's a team in our organization that is forward facing to the customer. Let them deal with it. But what we see is that organizations that are aligned with the customer across every team in an organization has more opportunity for success. What that means is when's the last time your marketing organization was aligned with your technology organization? Mm. And how about human resources? Does your human resource team actually participate in marketing initiatives? Hmm. If the answer is no, which I'm going to assume most of the listeners yeah. are saying no, then that's where you have opportunity to grow closer to your customer. Because it gets into areas like how do you build internal cultures? How do you hire the right people? How do you bring mm -hmm. in a sense of what the marketing, branding, and message is during the hiring process so that when they start working, they're already aligned in thinking about it? Those are the key areas of customer transformation, again, that I think a lot of businesses forget about. Well, would be, so would an example also be something along, you know, you've got your marketing department and they've got certain initiatives going on because I've talked with others, you know, about where it's like alignment with sales, you know, like marketing, they market, right? And then you, with the idea of you generate leads for the sales department, but then the sales department says, I, we can't close these or these aren't really a good fit. So we're, you know, it's like going for your ideal, you know, marketing ends up providing not the ideal client because they're not talking with the sales and vice versa. You know, so sales isn't saying, you know, telling them also that these are not good for us. So if we have that alignment, you know, 
we're bringing in the people that we need. And the same thing you mentioned, um, you know, like HR. And it, what I started thinking of was like project and account managers. So you have alignment, you know, with the marketing because the account managers and project managers, you know, if you get the customer, they have to actually deal with them. You know, so everybody, you know, being on the same page, would that be, you know, somewhat, you know, where you're going? Yeah, but let's break some of that down. Okay. When we think about traditional marketing, we're thinking about the five, six, seven P's yeah. of whatever of marketing. Yeah, yeah. And there's any number of P's that are out there now. And a traditional funnel, you build the awareness, you bring them into the funnel, you look at the opportunities, you hand it off to sales as a lead, lead follows up, they either get the deal or close the deal, whatever. Mm -hmm. And companies are repeating that process continuously. Yeah. And there's any number of ways that you can build that awareness, that's marketing and any number of different platforms you can use to funnel that out and provide it to sales. Great, fine. If you wanna continue doing business that way, it works for you, do it. But really, what you're talking about, the problem not only is with marketing just casting an empty net into oblivion and trying to get anybody and everybody yeah. they can, which most of them are not going to be relevant, mm -hmm. sales not really communicating back with marketing or the missed opportunity to have that collaboration to better understand who the customer is, but more importantly, is a step that comes before any of that which is recognizing who the customer actually is and what their goals are. That goes back to the search analogy we used earlier. You go to search, you ask a question, you have a problem, you get the answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. You should know what that question is. And then marketing and sales and HR and even the technology organization and product development and anybody else inside of the organization are aligned to that core problem. Yeah, Everything else you can do after that falls under what is the problem you're solving, what is the mission, and what does our customers want? Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of, you know, because you mentioned personas and stuff, so rather than crafting the persona, you're at your, what's the problem? Yeah, the persona focuses, tends to focus on people and saying, this is our ideal demographic and thing. And it's like, it, that's not necessarily the issue. The issue is, is what would, you know, regardless of who the person is, what would be the problem that we're trying to solve? And if you've got that part figured out, then you can move to the next stage. Yeah, let me give you an analogy on this. And I will break down the first three stages of customer transformation. So in my book, I outline seven stages. Okay. And the first three stages are customer interface and journeys. Now, what we're actually talking about is the third stage. The third stage focuses on marketing, customer journeys, customer experiences, closing the sale. All of that is mm -hmm. stage three. So then you ask yourself, well, what is stage one and what is stage two? If, if marketing is not until stage three. So the first one is stage one called customer, and that's where we understand what the problem is. Here's the scenario. Let's just say that we are hungry and we want to go somewhere to eat. That is the problem. Okay. That is what we are trying to solve. And now let's say that we decide that we want to have a hot dog. 
Well, the interface, the second stage is all of the different ways that we could potentially enjoy a hot dog because we're hungry. We could go downstairs to the kitchen and cook one, go outside to the backyard and grill one on the barbecue. We could go to a restaurant. We could go to a baseball game. We could go to a movie theater and have a, have a hot dog. Yeah. And then there's all the stuff that you could put on it and the different ways that that hot dog could be grilled or boiled or fried yeah. or hot dog on a stick or mustard, ketchup, relish, and so on. That's stage two. Stage three, which is what we call the journey, is now the actual experience of eating the hot dog. Mm. That's when we actually sit down together, enjoy the hot dog and have a conversation. That's the experience. But too often companies are focused on what is the experience we want to provide and you totally yeah. forget what the core goal is and all of the different options that they have before they get to that journey. And that's what you have to think about when we start to map this whole process out. I think a lot of businesses are focused at, at the wrong point at the wrong time and forget about a lot of other areas again, in order for you to be successful. If they're, yeah. So you say they're focused on the wrong point. So where are they typically in your experience? Where are they typically focused? You know, rather than on that journey portion. There's two areas that they typically focus that are wrong. I'm just going to point blank mm -hmm. say it. It's wrong. Okay. And they have different perspectives. One is called the inside out perspective. What the inside out perspective is, is sort of like what we were alluding to with the branding. They start at the inside of the organization. What do I want to do? Mm -hmm. What is the technology that I want to produce? And then work outward to now I'll just figure out how to market it and I'll figure out how consumers are going to use it. Yeah. Right. That's an inside out perspective. I'm going to start inside, make all of my decisions, then figure it out later. Yeah. As then figure point, out how I'm going to market it and stuff exactly. afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. You haven't even figured out if you have a customer, you come up with the product first. <laughs> That's exactly it. And, and a reason why a lot of entrepreneurs and startups fail is because they have this idea and they so believe that their idea is an incredible idea that mm -hmm. they just know that somebody's going to use it and buy it. Well, no, not if you don't know what the goal is and what problem you're solving. That's that. And that's what we call the outside in perspective. Mm -hmm. You start on the outside, you understand what the customer's goals, needs, aspirations are. What is the problem they have? Then you figure out how they're going to interface with you. And then you can figure out the journey and everything else yeah. moving from the ends, from the outside inward. And, and that's one big problem or the other thing, whether it's again, inside or outside perspective, you're starting in the wrong spot. Like uh, again, a lot of people are starting with the technology. We talked about this just a little bit before we began recording, which is there are so many companies out there that want to invest in artificial intelligence. Yeah. AI is the shiny new object. AI is going to solve my marketing problems. AI is going to allow me to do all of these fabulous things. The reality is, is why are you wasting your time, energy, resources on AI when you don't know if the customers actually care about it or not? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the perspective. You're spending time and money 
and wasting it, quite frankly, without really knowing what your customers' needs are. Yeah. And you've got to shift that focus to be in the right mindset to meet your consumers' needs. Yeah, that's the AI. That's a good example because there's been AI products come out left and right. And and in some cases, it seems like they're just slapping the, you know, the term on it. But, you know, is it, it because it's a shiny object and they think people will buy into it because they say it's that way, you know, but there, you know, there's going to be roadblocks because there's, there's just going to be things that they come out with that, you know, they thought was a good idea, but is there a need? Because in a lot of cases, um, the things that they're applying AI to are like for creating essentially new markets. Uh, and it, those markets might not be needed. Well, yeah, I, I will make a bold prediction. 90% of the AI based businesses that are being built right now, or who have been built in the last six months will go out of business because there's no purpose. Yeah. It, no direction or market. There's no need. They're not solving any problems. This yeah. is, I'm just trying to get in with the bandwagon and try to make a quick win. That's all that is happening right now. Well, yeah. And in some cases, yeah, the need is probably very limited, you know, so they see a little bit of early adoption of people that find the platform cool, but then they don't stick around because they actually don't need it. You know, there's one that I saw recently that's AI that's, and they could have a good market, but it's essentially the ability to take a photo and turn it into a video. Yeah. So, but honestly, that would seem just like, you know, because it's still going to be limited in what it can do and who's going to need it. You know, the average person doesn't need it. They're not going to pay for a subscription for it, you know, because there's only professionals that are going to need it. And then how often, you know, like say doing for like website design, but how often would they actually need that particular, you know, type of function to make it worth paying a monthly fee for. And so, you know, it's like, yes, is it cool? Yeah, it, it is. It's needs more development too, on top of it. But would I use it enough to make it worth paying for on a regular basis? Because a lot of things online are built as subscription services now, which, you know, that's exactly the model they should be going after, but not necessarily, but the product, yeah, is there enough of a market to get the, you know, to make it, you know, worth actually anybody supporting? You know, I just, I don't see it totally in their case. And there's going to be a lot of other companies that are like that because when they actually go to sell it, you know, they're like, hey, this is cool and it's AI. But then people are like, yeah, wow, it is cool, but I don't really need it. Yeah, I mean, we see uh, a trend going down right now. There was big hype the first couple of months of the year. Uh, currently, we're seeing uh, subscription rates for OpenAI and ChatGPT actually declining. Oh, yeah. I think people are starting to recognize that they don't really have an, a clear understanding of what AI is intended for. And I also think, like you said, the 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 shiny object is starting to lose some of its uh, you know, brightness and it, we're settling down a little bit from the hype. Also, mm -hmm. you, again, they're not necessarily making any money off of it. No. I, I think is going to be the biggest thing because consumers are going to start to recognize those businesses that generally are building services that appeal and meet their needs versus 
oh, you're just tapping AI onto this and calling it yeah. new and improved when it's really the same old version and all you've done is hyped up the marketing to say AI. I'll give you a, a really quick, great example of this. There's a lot of uh, news right now about how uh, generative AI is disrupting writing. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of you know arguments about yeah. copyright protection and original content and you know everything else that wraps around it. Here's the only thing you really have to understand is that for anybody out there who has ever written marketing copy or has uh, written a blog article or has put a lot of effort into writing something and then has used a grammar checker online in some way, you have yeah. used AI yeah. to modify your writing. You may not realize it, but you have all been using AI for the last five years yeah. to help improve your writing. Yeah. So this lack <laughs> of understanding is really the biggest challenge. Yeah, you're right about that. Because if you look at the systems you use, whether it's Word, make you know, offering up suggestions for correction, it does it within your own emails. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like and that's all make, AI. Yeah, and it's so it's been doing this for quite a while. We just didn't put two and two together essentially. But it's right. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting to note, yeah, like um, in the case of OpenAI, you know, ChatGPT and such, the um, like we use it internally for different people within our organization, but it's as an assistant. I have my own account, you know, it's not that expensive and I use it and, but I don't use it on a daily basis. So the average per, you know, and that's, and when I do use it, it's within business and that's about it. You know, like I don't, you know, ask it a bunch of personal questions. I know some people do, they'll put the app on their phone and things like that. But from a consumer, you know, like from a business standpoint, it's great. But from a consumer, just general public standpoint, there's not as much of an audience unless they're really, you know, just tech geeks in general. And they, you know, feel like doing that. But a lot of people are not that way. Yeah. Again, it ultimately goes back. It's a tried and true principle that unless you are meeting the needs of your consumers, there's no point in doing it. And so if mm -hmm. you're sitting there trying to debate, like, do I use AI or not? Ask your customers if they say no, then don't use it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, and all the AI stuff and the hype is a good example, but does it have that long-term sustainability? Because, you know, that, uh, what you kind of mentioned about it remi uh, reminds me of the dot-com bubble, you know, and as it burst, a lot of the things, you know, because also long-term, sometimes, um, you know, there might be a point where it will be something that people do want. You know, a lot of the things that were in the dot-com, you know, like 2000, you know, 2001 and stuff, that a lot of them actually came to fruition. They were just way too early, you know, for adoption to happen. Yeah, uh, one of the most famous ones, I think, at the time was like WebVan, you know, and they online grocery shopping. Well, we have online grocery shopping. Yeah, it's a quite, you know, common thing. But they were like two decades too soon. So they didn't listen, you know. There wasn't a need at the time. Yeah, people weren't prepared for it. They didn't want it, you know, because of you know the adoption of technology. The internet wasn't as prevalent in our lives as it is now. Yeah, look, I'll give you a couple of examples of this, and they're very familiar examples. 
Uh, artificial intelligence has been around for 50 plus years, okay? Uh, 3D movies have been around for 100 years hmm. and they were invented, they went through a lull, and then in the 90s, 2000s, superhero movies come out and then it makes a resurgence and then all of a sudden there's a huge popularity for 3D movies. Virtual reality. Virtual reality has been around for 40 plus years. And, you know, we're talking about the metaverse and all these things mm -hmm. that there's nothing new there. It's just becoming more prevalent. Cryptocurrencies, yeah. the virtual currencies have been around for over 30 years, but all of a sudden now they're a big thing. Hmm. These technologies will always have these moments that uh, accelerate mostly because technology advances to a point that makes those technologies more accessible to the average person. That's what we're seeing with AI is that yeah. now the, our ability on our phone and our systems in the cloud and the technology and speed and the amount yeah. of information we have is easier to access. So now AI is in everybody's hand. It doesn't mean that you've never used AI. I would argue that the majority of your listeners have used AI in the past. They just don't realize it. And again, it's because of these trends that we see, mm -hmm. to your point, that go up and down. Yeah, like I said, the internet being another example, until we got past dial-up modems and so, you know, and really, you know, we're able to access it, you know, with, um, you know, pretty much on the go and phones and hotspots and any number of things that they ended up coming out with over the last two decades, you know, the internet, you, a lot of people don't realize it goes back, everybody thinks that at you know, really that it started around, you know, AOL and, you know, around 1996 or something, you know, and it goes back actually much further than that. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, very prevalent. It wasn't, you know, highly used except by certain people. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the public didn't even know it existed. So you can end up, you know, businesses often end up in that kind of a situation where it's just, they say it's too early or in some cases, there's the need never does it, you know, become one, you know, the, that need never forms that people just don't care about what you have. You know, and so if you don't pay attention to that, you know, well, you're not going to have a business for one because, you know, nobody's going to buy from you. That's exactly it. You know, so, okay. Um, you know, if I guess what are the key points, you know, of just the main things businesses should focus on? You know, because they want, you know, if they're going to put themselves in a position that there is a need, you know, and that people are going to buy and they're going to be focused, you know, the, the customers, you know, on the journey, they get to that point. What should businesses really be concerned with as a top priority when they're thinking about this? Well, the top priority is and always will be your customer doesn't matter what it is. I was talking with somebody else. We were having a, a debate basically on leadership. And there was an argument made by somebody in the room that the best leaders focus heavily on their P&L, their profits and losses. Mm. And that by recognizing what their P&L is, they will be able to navigate economical trends and down points and up points and be able to adjust to whatever the market is demanding. And I couldn't 
I tried to not laugh. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like I can't agree with that point either. You know, and I've assumed that's where you're going. Yeah. uh, And I, and I, you actually said this at the start and I'll reiterate it in this way. The bottom line is, is why are you caring so much about profits and losses? Because if you don't have customers, you don't have profits. Yeah. Right. I mean, it really boils down to that. So it's, what is the most important thing to focus on? It will always, no matter what, it, I I will challenge anybody who is listening to send me an email and challenge me that your customer is not the most critical thing in your business. Even if it's a nonprofit, from a nonprofit point of view, you've got mm-hmm. volunteers and donors and clients. All of those individuals are still your customer and they have to be satisfied. If they're not, they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Our, our options are unlimited now and our uh, flexibility and ability to go to some other competitor is the difference between uh, five seconds and, you know, one bad experience and I'm off to somebody else. Yeah. There's nothing keeping me. Even if you think, well, we've got a, we've got a subscription program. We've locked them in for a year. Oh, you, you're not getting people saying, I want to unsubscribe and you know, mm-hmm. you're not good anymore. Like, no, customer will always be your number one focus. And you have got to think about this again, as we've outlined throughout the entire organization, leadership, technology, operations, marketing, all of it Mm -hmm. has to be focused on consumer customer first. Yeah, no. And I, I totally agree. Cause you've got, you know, and don't just think about it being from the, on the front side of acquiring, you know, it's, it's the uh, old saying, it's easier to keep one than get it, you know, get a new one. So you have to think about it from the beginning to hopefully not an end, you know, that you keep them long term. And so you have to continuously be satisfying them. Yeah. And that's why it's, it becomes more than just the marketing. It becomes how your, you know, your people act towards them. It becomes, uh, you know, how you interact with them. You know, the, you know, the nature of how you do business, you know, just what you provide them, the way it's delivered. You know, there's a lot of, you know, aspects that go into it, but yeah, the customer is the number one thing. If you don't have them, yeah, you're, you're, you have no profit, you have no sales. Yeah. But you also have to work to keep them. So it is a journey, you know, it's everything along, you know, the lines because it's on the front end, but it's also on the back end. It's the way your people treat them. Yeah. Let's, Let's actually bring that back into marketing. I, I think you make a great point here. It's very easy for marketers to go out there and cast a wide net and bring in and fill up the pipeline. Like, mm-hmm. Honestly, it's the easiest thing that you have going on. And anybody out there is like, oh, that's hard. It's not, right? Just go get people and bring them into your pipeline. Like that's easy. I think the hard part is how do you hold on to them? How do you convert them? And then yeah. how do you hold on to them? So if we use this from a marketing perspective, if if your marketing is only focused on acquisition, then I think you've got a problem. Does your marketing team also have, we'll call it after, you know, sometimes we call it customer success, but is your marketing team involved with that ongoing continuous marketing success? 
Is your marketing team generate, generating messaging to existing customers so that you can maintain that relationship and mm -hmm. hold on to them? Uh, we, we see it all the time, like all the bells and whistles and yay, we really love you and we want you. And then as soon as you convert, then it's like you're forgotten about. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't know who that yeah. is. Right. So, you know, your loyalty programs are all part of your marketing effort. Your ongoing, you know, things like newsletters are all part of the ongoing marketing. Mm -hmm. But you should be dedicated and focused not just on that front facing acquisition, but definitely on the back end continuous management and mature um, mentoring relationship building of those customers. Yeah. Without a doubt, you know, I say it's, it's in a, a total encompassing um, idea versus, you know, segmenting the different aspects of your business. They all have to work together. Well, this is uh, this has been great, Chris, you know um, I know you've got a new book out, you know, was it uh, customer transformation? And I see that's available on Amazon for people. You know, how would people get a hold of you? Uh, and also, what's the go a little bit into? You know, I mean, we know the book's covering customer transformation and the things we've been talking about and such. You know, um, I'd love to know, like, why did you end up writing the book? Yeah. So, customer transformation is really a, a book that I've been developing over the course of probably the last six, seven years. I recognized that organizations were focused on things like digital transformation and had the wrong focus, much like what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. When your focus is in the wrong area of the business, you're going to have problems. So I wanted to write a book that really helped organizations understand how they should be thinking about their customer in order to build these customer-centric processes, strategies, and cultures within an organization. So the book outlines seven stages. We talked about three of them up at front, but really quickly what those seven stages are, are customers, interfaces, journeys, ecosystems, which is all about your partnerships mm -hmm. and, and community. We didn't even talk about community building as part of yeah. your marketing. And then we get into culture, technology, and then business. And understanding that if you do all seven, that you'll eventually generate business value. It's also about aligning with your customers, understanding what their needs are, and under, and aligning your internal operations for what your customers expect and, and need. And uh, yeah, so we, we go through all seven stages. It has action plans that you can follow with questions that you can present to your various teams to uh, better understand how you're currently doing. And also on my website, I have a, a maturity assessment that you can take. So you can go, there's 14 questions, uh, basically two questions for, or one question for each chapter of the book. And that will actually spit out a number and a maturity scale as to where you are in terms of being customer centric and how aligned you are with the premise of the book. And so you can get that book, as you said, on Amazon, or if you want a signed copy, you can come to my website and buy it right there directly from my website at chrishood.com, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-O-D.com. And also on my website is my blog, my own podcast that you can follow where we talk a lot about these same topics. 
my social media, everything that you want is right there and available for you. So yeah, that's, that's the book and uh, how you can get in touch with me. Okay. Well, this has been great. Um, you know, we've been talking customer transformation. It really is a deeper concept, you know, and how businesses should be looking at what they're doing. You know, it's not just, you know, business isn't just about acquiring customers because you want to keep them long-term. And if you're not looking at the total picture of how your different, the different areas of your business interact and interact with your customers, you know, you're going to have, you're going to struggle to grow, you know, you're going to struggle to be sustainable. So, and there's, you know, and your business should be built around what problem you're solving for your customers. You know, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.